no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Do you feel, feel like the Vikings feel more like a team that will win a playoff game or finish in last place? Man. Oh, this is I easy wa- for me. You're going to say last? Yeah. Why? Give, give me the elevator pitch. I mean, if you believe in any of the advanced metrics, they were a bottom 10 team in the NFL. They were 27th in DVOA. They... They just get older, you know, like I, they had everything in the world go right for them in terms of one score games and injury luck and all of that this year. And Rogers goes back to green Bay. The bears take a leap with fields year two in the system and the lions are legit and they have some negative regression. Like, if they just played to their stats, they would have finished third this year. They Obviously, they were better than the Bears. But if they just played to their stats, it would have, you know, they, they would have been okay behind Detroit. Here's the devil's advocate. If Brian Flores just makes them a league average defense, what kind of team are they? They're not winning 13 games again. That was clearly a fluke. But if they have the same exact offensive production, which doesn't seem like it was as lucky, like I think they were probably right where people expected them to be as an offensive team. Pretty healthy, right? I mean, Bradbury, the center, got hurt at the end. Pretty healthy. He's a free agent. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. But, I mean, if if it's Cousins and Jefferson, Cook and Madison and decent offensive line and whoever, whatever else Osborne and Hawkins Hawkinson's back, you know, if they're with their coach, if they're a top 10 to top 12 offense and they're closer to like 20 or 15 defensively, which I think is doable in the NFC, I can see them winning a playoff game. Yeah. I think, I think they could be nine and eight and win a playoff game next year without breaking a sweat. You know, they're one of those weird teams for me that, like, let's say instead of 13 games, let's say instead of winning 13 games, they lost 13 games. And the roster was the same exact way it is now. I think people would look at them as a trendy team for next year. If they had had lost 13. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, uh, Yeah, that's right. But that's, I mean, like, isn't that like a lesson one of economics? Buy low, sell high. Yeah, but there's also like the gambler's fallacy that like what happened on the last right. coin flip is going to affect the next one. Which is like, oh, well, they had a lucky year. That means they're due for an unlucky year. No, maybe they'll just play to their level, which to me is like, what are they? Maybe well, no, but, top- but, that, but that was my point, though. But playing playing to their level based on the metrics suggested that they were a bottom 10 team. Um, well, if you go by DVOA, I, you'd be right about that. If you just point differential. Well, yeah, they got, I mean, they got blown out in some games, which yeah. skewed that, but the numbers are the numbers. 17 game sample. Sure. You get to, but you I get mean, to blow I, out teams too. 
I got you. But I mean, on paper, if I'm ranking teams in the NFC, I would say that they're probably maybe fifth or sixth on paper. Who's better? Niners, even with their quarterback questions. Yeah. Eagles, Eagles. Cowboys, three. Um, Lions, four. I can't definitively say Packers if Jordan loves their quarterback. Rams. Okay. Five. Are the Giants better on paper than them? They beat them in the playoffs, but I wouldn't feel good about saying that given Jones' situation and Barkley and everything else there. So, I don't know. I actually think they're going to start next year underrated because of how pissed off everybody was. That's right. They achieved so much. Last so season. what's what's the win? So if the win total was seven and a half, you'd bet the over. I bet the over, yeah. Okay. All right. Which if, which is you probably nailed it. It'll probably be like eight. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast so my chicago bears what percent chance you give that they actually make the first pick in the draft i can't wait to hear your answer to this 20 percent 20%. And I think that half of that is they don't have a trade partner. And so they just take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. And half of that is they shock the world and take a quarterback. And trade fields to Carolina for the ninth pick. Okay. What's more likely if they keep the number one pick? Defense or quarterback? Defense. Okay. I think that there is a chance that all of these quarterbacks are highly graded, but none of but their grades are close enough and none of their grades are one one that it ends up being like a like the 2017 draft, honestly, uh, where most people had Mitch Trubisky as the top quarterback, then most people had it Mahomes, but some had it Watson. So I'm at it, Mahomes. You know, like it was. There's a mix, and but what everybody agreed on was Miles Garrett's the best player in the draft. So 
So no one thought a QB was going one, even though clearly if you redrafted, Mahomes would go one. I think I think it's in play that Levis's inconsistent production and uh, young size and Stroud's uh, inconsistency with like when he would use his athleticism and the Ohio State quarterback thing. He's not really that mobile. But in the, in the Georgia game, he was he kind of turned it on. Like Ohio State fans kind of feel like he just like never needed to in the Big Ten and then finally showed it. And they were like, man, if you would have done it, you would have been perfect. Yeah, like, where were you? Where was that against Michigan, buddy? R- right. Um, at least that's like the Ohio State fan narrative. But and then Richardson, like fat, like, like I could see I could see it breaking where four quarterbacks go in the top 10, but none of them, no one's willing to trade up to one to have conviction on their guy. I could see that happening. Um, And obviously we don't know until the combine and all that starts happening where it's going to become a little bit clearer. But so if they use the number one pick, I think it's because they don't have a good trade down partner. But I, I think to be honest with you, like Houston would still probably trade like, a second and a fourth to move up from two to one as just an insurance policy, kind of like how pace traded up from three to two. Um, everybody killed that except me. And obviously we killed it because they got the wrong quarterback, but like trading a couple of mid round picks, if you have conviction to get your quarterback, it's just like taking out an, an expensive insurance policy on an expensive car. Like you don't you don't trade multiple picks to move up one spot to take a defensive tackle, but if you're like, I am locking in that Indy isn't going to trade in front of me to take my quarterback that I want, and then I have to play him twice in the division. Like I could see a, a worst case scenario for Ryan Poles being trading down just one spot uh, with Houston. So I, I think it's overwhelmingly likely that they trade down, but twenty percent that they make the pick. Well, next week is going to be fun for you because they're going to talk to these quarterbacks at the combine and the, you know, the, the not interesting take on that will be, well, that's just what every team does. You talk to all these guys, you know, every team does that, but come on, you're telling me that those interviews they do with young Stroud, Levis and Richardson that they're not spending extra time or extra focus on that. They better be. No, of course, man. What, what, I, what I've said is, and I'm a Fields guy, but I I, I mean, I've said it a hundred times. Like, I'll be devastated if they trade him. He's the most exciting offensive player I've ever seen wear a Bears uniform. That's not hyperbole. Quarterbacks bust out. He doesn't look like a bust. So it would be the ballsiest move I've ever seen a Chicago sports executive make. But having the opportunity to select the top quarterback in a draft class is a rare opportunity. You would be negligent to not seriously consider it and seriously scout these guys because Fields is still a question mark. He didn't have Justin Herbert's rookie year. You know, he how many passing yards did he have? Twenty two hundred. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was actually. I should have. I should. I should have that memorized. But um, it's embarrassing that I don't. But um, 2,600 maybe? 
Yeah, I know it's in that ball. No, it's yeah, 2250, Kenny Pickett had more passing yards than Justin Fields last year. Think yeah, about man. that. Yeah, his his completion percentage ticked up to sixty percent. Now he, it was listen. I can give you every caveat of what went wrong, how they changed offenses, basically in the middle of the season, the Claypool acquisition, the Mooney injury the pass blocking grades on his tackles. Like I, you know, the, the not having a representative NFL center. Like I, I can, I can, I can go through the entire thing as to why it was what it was, but he's not a proven passer. He took yep. way too many sacks. He's got a long windup. He missed too many of the layups, but he also had 15 plays probably where you were like, Jesus Christ, I'm not sure if there's three other guys in the world who could have made that play. And so and he's got everything right between the ears. Like all of the like leadership stuff, the swagger, the intangibles. Oh like, yeah, I met him. I agree with you on that. He oh, look, he and that's what everyone says about Jalen Hurts. Like that he's that the work ethic and everything was perfect. So I'm so jealous of you. Oh, you've got a friggin' you've got the best like three months. Ahead it's so of you, great. Man. It's so great. I mean, the hypotheticals are endless, dude. I and know. Someone nationally says something fucking stupid every, every day. Every day about it. Yep. Every day. <laughs> it's insane. It really is great. Uh, all right, man. Good stuff. All right. So we'll uh, do this next week. Subscribe, rate, review. You want to call it right now? What division are we doing next week? East? You want to get the South out of the way? Yeah, let's get the South out of the way. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, God, the NFC South is depressing. Um, all right, dude. All right. Thank you, Spencer Ray. He's Andrew Philponi. I'm Danny Parkins. Tell a friend about First and Pod. Thank you. Peace.